Welcome to the PR Moment Podcast. Produced in association with the Marketeers Network. Welcome to the PR Moment Podcast. This week we're chatting to Lara Gould about whether journalists make good PR people. It's a topic that seems to stir the emotions and uh, comes up a fair bit, so I thought it'd be great to chat about it on the show. And Laura is a good person to chat about this because she used to work at the Mail on Sunday and the Sunday Mirror. Um, And in 2014, she left journalism for PR to set up Goldbug Communications. Before we start, uh, just a few plugs for me. Um, the Pure Moment Awards tickets are obviously now on sale. Um, I have to say, I've never known that them go so quickly. So if you do want uh, a ticket, especially for the London event, which is coming up a bit sooner than the event in Manchester, do get your tickets quick. All the details on the homepage of the Pure Moment Awards microsite. Also, uh, our Pyramid patron scheme seem very popular at the moment. Um, as you probably know, we have three different patron tiers, the Daily Parker tier, the Chadlington tier and the Edward Bernays tier. Um, so do take a look at that. And finally, thanks so much to our Pyramid podcast sponsors, the PRCA. Laura, welcome to the show. Hello, Ben. How are you? I'm very good. Good. Um, uh, so come on in. Why did you leave journalism to working PR? Well, I'm, I'm a bit of a walking cliche, actually. Um, I think I trod a, trod a very well-trodden path. So in my 20s, I worked in national newspapers for 10 years and I had a brilliant time. I travelled all around the world. I loved it. Um, but uh, I think I got to my 30s and I wanted a bit of a change. I wanted to run my own train set. And I don't think there's many opportunities to start up your own newspaper um, on your own age 30 in this country. Um, and I also wanted to use the skills I had because I knew there was a real value in them. And I thought there was an, um, a value in my understanding of the media landscape and how that could be applied and used by brands. And I think seeing that work and take off when we got started and set up in 2016 um, proved that, that I was right. And so we now work with some of the biggest brands in the country. Um, we started in 2016 with two rickety desks, no investment, built from the ground up. Um, and we had revenue last year of 2.7 million and a growing team of 25. That's a cool story. I mean, it's obviously gone well, but just so it wasn't really the money of, of public relations or indeed the glamour. It was the entrepreneurial um, uh, zest in you that, that made you want to do it. Yes. Yeah, I think so. And looking at how I could do really apply that that uh, understanding of news and media and storytelling in a different way. Okay. I knew there were other, other ways that it could be done. And, and I mean, I'm sure so that's obviously why you did it. Do you think that's clearly a lot of people leave journalism and don't go and set up their own business? Quite a few do, um, but quite a few don't. What, what do you think are the, are the wider reasons that people make that make that move? I think um, there's been a lot of change in journalism over the last 10 or 15 years. It's changed a lot. Um, So I think uh, for some people, it's it's the change in that industry. A lot of people I think I speak to, it's also the lifestyle change. They get to, as as same with me, they got to a certain point in their life and they wanted to do something differently. Some people, it might be the money, um, you know, the jobs are better paid in PR. Um, So I think there's a whole, yeah, there's a whole collection of reasons. I don't think it all comes down to one. Wow. Now, there seems to be a fair bit of resentment um, in, in the PR sector when a, it's normally a top journo, to be fair, makes the move and gets a, a top um, PR stroke comms job. 
quite often it seems to me that that's a, a move that they're making to into a government comms job but, but maybe we'll come on to that in a moment do, do you think that resentment is fair um for, from the pr folks i i can understand it obviously um i think it's really understandable I'd, I'd argue it happens in a lot of industries it isn't um just in in journalism going to pr um i'd say it can happen in reverse my example would be george osborne going into the evening standard um, but I think but that, that, I mean, that was a one off, though. I mean, I, there's not two. There's a few people who come from journalism to PR, didn't like it and gone back. I mean, the George Osborne one was just a, a bizarre moment, wasn't it? I, 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 that's yeah. OK, but um... I think going back to your point about politics, I think that's a really valid example of it. Um, and you look at someone like Alistair Campbell or more, more recently Lee Kane. And I think. The point there is that when you've got that real front facing press role or you're really helping to build a narrative for a client or for government that's going to translate not just into press, but how you're going to really change the minds of readers, which is ultimately voters or in a brand's case, consumers, then if you've got that instinct to know how to do that because that's been built into you, then that's a real asset. And ultimately, any business brand government is really looking for the for what's going to help them and enable them to do that job in the best way possible yeah but why why would an ex-journalist know how to manage a brand's reputation i think i think because there's a lot of reasons actually because i think they understand how a narrative or a business decision will play out in press um, I think they've spent years building and then ultimately dismantling reputations so they know what questions will be asked, where a journalist will look for an angle, how a narrative will be interpreted, where the pitfalls are, but also where the opportunities are. And I think, you know, there's can be a lot of risk attached to communications and it can often feel safer to say nothing. Um, but journalists, and I'd say that definitely at the moment with, you know, the landscape of like cost of living crisis and, and prices going up. But I think what journalists understand is where to look for the opportunities in that and they can help brands see, the, you know, the route out or what they can say safely without putting their reputation at risk. And I also think um, journalists can help give you a different perspective. They definitely um, bring, they don't bring that idea of, um, well, this is the way we've always done it. Um, so they can look at it, you know, with a fresh set of eyes and they can help, you know, brands and, and government as well. Uh, mitigate negative headlines, um, take campaigns out in a way that won't necessarily regurgitate the same negative press, but allow the proactive campaign to stand on its own. And I really think now, because, you know, transparency, reputation, um, it's just so important to brands and also with the sort of drive towards purpose-led um, campaigns, I think for a CEO to be able to have that kind of insight is absolutely critical to a business and, and but, but, to have but, that but, at the decision. But that's all fine, isn't it? But then you've got, I, I get it from the media relations perspective, but then is that what you're saying? That an ex-journalist works for a media relations channel, but what, but what about the wider reputation? Does that, I don't see well, I, the logic think, in that so I, much. Yeah, I do. I do, though, because I was speaking to a comms director about this, a friend of mine, and he was talking about how the role of PR has just moved up in importance and value. I think definitely over the last 10 years. And as I said about that, that shift towards more transparency, um, increase uh, in value and reputation and purpose, 
you know, you need to look ahead and see where the pitfalls are coming. And having a journalist is almost allowing you to see those two steps ahead because it will see how the business decisions you're making will play out further down the line rather than making that business decision and then passing it down the line. It reaches the PR team and then they've got to manage that situation at that point. You can make those decisions up front. And I think brands are asking now much, much earlier on, you know, what are the comms on this at the point those decisions are being made rather than waiting until... They, they go out with them. And that's where I think, actually, it's not only that, um, you know, that your question is, um, why would a journalist understand how to manage a brand's reputation? I'd say not only do they know how to manage it, I'd say they could be critical to the success of it. Yeah, I, I, I get why journalists can do it and, and would be good at it. I'm not sure I buy into the argument that a good PR person, I mean, if they're not a very good PR person, then, then, then you know, there's no argument, right? But I don't see why a good PR person can't do that as well um so i just i just listen it happens and it, when it happens it's one of those probably 50 percent of the time it works well doesn't it when a journalist moves over and 50 yeah. percent of the time it doesn't work well so it's it there's no i'm not saying what one is right and one is the other but i'm just i am in true it's a big risk for an organization isn't it if to hire i mean your recruitment in in any walk of life is basically a, a process of risk management isn't it and yeah. you're hiring a journo who hasn't got much experience about brand management. That seems to me quite a big risk. I think it's about the mix. And I think that's what I've really learned with it. It isn't about one or the other. It's about building the team collectively that can do all of those things. So, you know, if you've got uh, a journalist who's got that kind of insight, I think to answer your two questions first, yes, there are lots and lots of brilliant uh comms directors that I've dealt with and worked with who can also do that but I think it's again what I said about bringing in that different perspective and I think it's having all of those um, perspectives around the table that adds value and I think for agencies as well I think it's having the mix of people we definitely wouldn't have the value that we have but if we just had a room full of journalists then essentially what we'd have is a room full of journalists and that's what the difference is is having the mix of comms professionals and journalists working together and i think that's a really powerful mix so i'm in danger of being a bit stereotypy here are you sort of saying that the journalists are the the ex-journalists are a bit more cynical than the than the than the, the, the the pr people who've grown up in in comms and pr is that right yeah. that, that cynical say that that cynical no. element is it's obviously quite useful um, it is because, yes, uh, someone said to me, actually, one of my business partners that she had an ex-journalist on her team and she used to ask him to proofread anything because he'd always find the problems in it. And actually, I think but going back, you know, what I said about, you know, it's reputation, it's um, it's transparency, it's all of those things. And when you're going out with purpose led campaigns, if you can't see the pitfalls in that, but you have someone who can, it doesn't mean you don't do it, but it, it means that you're putting the, the protection in place beforehand or providing the proof points to say why you have a um, you know have a right or a justification to speak in that place right so have you become less cynical as you as, over the years as you've worked in PR for a bit longer or, or does that does that cynicism stay with you the cynicism definitely stays with you but I think I've become kinder and more tolerant right. um we all become kind of an age I don't yeah I think that's age cool. rather than um, was the I'm just trying to so do you reckon all PR teams should have an external in? That's quite an interesting thought. I, I have yes, I that that was I, I do feel like that. I think it's a really valuable asset um for for any for an agency or an in-house team. I think you know it's something it, it's that mix again of having you know they I think what the mistake is to try and um bring in a journalist and try and train them overnight 
to become a PR person to make up for 10 or 15 years experience that they haven't had, that's not effective or valuable. And that's undermining the work that's gone in to, from the PR people to you know, build up their careers. That's not why you're bringing them in. You're bringing them in for a different skill set. But yeah, quite, quite often they have a, when they go in house or agency, they might, they might have a different job title quite often. Don't they? they might have a head of media or you see quite a few of those that, that are the, uh, maybe they're a bridge to the wider role. I don't know. Yeah. And I think that, and I actually think that is very, very useful if you are looking to perhaps get into a sector that you haven't got into or you're struggling with. Um, I think if you uh, want if you want to uh, take out a campaign or, or mitigate headlines, take out a campaign, you know, that you want almost stress tested and looked at, I think it's brilliant for agencies to be able to provide that service. And I think it's really useful for in-house teams to have it as well. I think there's a lot of roles that they play. But as I said, I don't think the value is trying to turn a journalist into a PR person. And I think that's where you avoid that um, antagonism of someone seeing someone come into a top job because then you can justify that they're actually they're doing something different. Right. Um, I just let's just cover off the media relations element because I know we touched on that, but it's kind of that's clearly going to be the journo's home turf, isn't it? Um, he or she is, is going to understand that better than than other elements of of the, of the public relations role. Um, but what you what you're sort of saying is that actually the skills that they have do apply in social media channels and reputation yeah. management channels as well, are you? Yeah, I am. I think it, it's it's not about the channel. It's about the insight that they can provide, because I think it comes back to the same thing, which is storytelling, narrative building and understanding how a story will be interpreted, because really that's what a journalist is doing. They're acting as the sort of eyes and ears of the nation. They are the they are the representative of the people. So they're up there. What they can tell you is how that will be reacted to publicly. OK. Fine. Um, uh, when doesn't it work then? Because there's quite a few examples when it when it hasn't worked over the years. Is there is it just down to the personality, or is there other reasons why it wouldn't work? I think, yeah, I think it really is down to the individual. I don't think there's a blanket answer. Um, I think uh, I think there's a lot of there is some adaptation. Um, I think one of those things is the, the speed and pace of news versus PR. Um, there's a lot more layers with PR, a lot more stakeholders to deal with, the whole sign-off process. Um, but again, I think if you are prepared to put that time in to learn that process, um, which I I was, and I know a lot of other people are, um, and I also think if that all of those skills or um, character traits that come from journalists are harnessed in the right way, then actually they're really valuable to clients. So, um, you know, journalists are used to working quickly. That can get frustrating. But if you can use that to your advantage, if you need to pivot uh, on a story, if you've got um, crisis comms, you need to react quickly, then I think um, that's where journalists can come in very useful. Um, and, and what I said as well earlier about, you know, having that, bringing that dis- different perspective in, um, you know, that it's not, we've always done it this way. So this is the way we're always going to do it. Um, but I do, I do think it all comes down to the team and the mix of the team. It's not in journalist or PR. Yeah. Right. Um, you said a nice, a nice line in our pre-show chat when we were talking um, that quite often externals get lots of coverage for their clients when they move into PR, but it's not always the right type of coverage. Just, just explain that thought to me. Yeah, and I think that's a really interesting question. And I don't think there's a there's a blanket answer. I think journalists are, they're like hunting dogs. They're like trained to get the 
best story and um that can be a very powerful instinct but it's it is an instinct that can be relearned you know and if you can again point that in the direction of where you want it to go um and explain you know this is what we need and this is this is messaging this is the the tone we want um i think it can be really useful i also think um they're good for you know you can stress test an idea with a journalist and i think that really helps it helps with us we do that with all of our clients we, we stress test ideas with other journalists as well as amongst ourselves at the brainstorm stage so that we know that the campaigns um that we're working on or we're coming up with um we can double check that well one that i've still got a new sense and it hasn't completely deserted me but also um that it's going to work then we can go back to our clients and say you know this is going to work because um and and we can give them you know proof that it's going to work and that, that proof that they're investing in a possibility not in a possibility but in something you know an, an idea that we know other journalists will be interested in right um and, and salaries are still low in journalism than they are in pr are they is that, is that fair to say i mean it's you know there's obviously think, which level you're at etc but yeah it's, it's again yeah diff- it's not a blanket answer it depends where you're at i mean it's slightly difficult for me to answer i was um you know i worked in national newspapers for 10 years um, I know, you know, obviously trade has always trade titles have always been lower paid. I think online uh, salaries are lower. Um, but I think, you know, journalism, PR, both. I don't think people just do it for the money. I don't think anyone works just for the money. Now they work for the job of satisfaction. You know, you do it because you enjoy seeing your, you know, your campaign land. You're helping your client, you know, for in I think, delivering I think- that I think it depends whether you've got money already. Would be <laughs> if, you if you haven't got money already, you work for the money. It seems to me. Yeah, then anyway. going to PR. If you haven't that, got any money already, well, going to PR. That's a whole nother, Yeah, there's another podcast, right? Um, <laughs> but what what mistakes do they make then? When if you if you had if if Lara, you would do it all again. Um, yeah. What um what, what mistakes when you when you move to PR do you, do you tend to make that um, might help any journalists? contemplating making the move now um i think it's understanding who you're working for and it comes back to what i was saying about the that instinct for the best story um i think you know you the client is the king and you know what's right for the business is the most important thing and if that means we don't go with the campaign or if that means the story has to be toned down or the narrative or the campaign has to be changed then that's what we do and um i think so does that make, make it a bit more bit, bit duller pr than journalism because that's the bit that that must be very frustrating, isn't it? Because you're used to, you know, when you get that little adrenaline bit when you're going after a story and and you're you're off. But in PR, you've always got that potential handbrake to pull back on, haven't you? Yes, yes. It's not duller, but it, it can be frustrating. But then that's the that's you understand you've made that switch and that adaptation, and so that's that, part that, of that little bit of you inside has died or something. Like that. <laughs> I don't know. Um, if you can, that part of you then you'll be a great success um <laughs> yeah i definitely think yeah making that if you can make that switch over i think um clients really listen to journalists i was i've asked a few contacts and friends for some sort of their their advice and thoughts on this before we recorded this and um i was talking to another agency owner and he said that um if they were sat around a table with a client and every pr person um, around the table gave the same piece of advice and the client said, well, what do you think to the journalist? And they said exactly the same thing. And they said, OK, we'll do it. And I said, I imagine it must be what it was like to be a woman in the 80s around a boardroom table. And then a man, man says something and we all go and do it. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, yeah, client, clients do listen to journalists because I think that that insight is, you know, it's useful, it's valuable and it's backed up. 
um, it's like it's got you know it's got evidence and they can back up what, what they're saying and why it's going to help and again coming back to what we were talking about earlier I think this is about more than just landing coverage it's about the business and um, you know protecting the business um, you know supporting business decisions along the way and, and giving advice back there on how something will or won't work and um, and supporting businesses through you know across all of those channels this isn't about you know just purely print or broadcast it's about how the all of this all of these decisions will play out for the business and making sure that their reputation is protected during that process right well let's just talk about you and goldbug because it's it's quite interesting case study really isn't it you moved over in 2014 and you set up goldbug in 2016 i think you said that right and, and here you are, what, I don't know, six years later with a £2.7 million business. So um, it's gone quite well, hasn't it? So is that yeah. what what you, I assume it, I don't know, was it a linear path of glorious growth or have there been a few bumps on the way? And, and as an ex-journal, I suppose running the business part of it, um, was that new to you? I mean, I think it's new to everybody when they start up a new business outside of it, but presumably that came in a few challenges as well. Definitely. Yeah, that, that was the biggest change um, because and also making the switch over. I think if I'd come, <coughs> excuse me, from an in-house role and then set the business up, then I would that side of um, uh, the experience would have there would have been layers of that that would already have been there. So I had to learn the career at the same time as learning how to run a business. Um, but essentially, that's in the bit I think it's probably been the most rewarding um, because you have those you're wearing those two hats um, I think there's a lot of similarity um, because when you're having to go and meet contacts find stories you're having to do a lot of that sort of constantly going out and meeting people meeting clients get to know people very quickly um, build up a rapport um, with clients or um, when you're looking for new business and I think that's something that I was able to bring over uh, easily because you're used to doing that you're used to having to speak to people um, that maybe you don't know that well and find common ground um, and build trust and that's not um that's not an inauthentic trust either it needs to be an authentic trust um for this yeah. to, but what to about, you know, a lot of people set their own pr business as you as you say of of worked in another PR agency so they know about I don't know boring stuff like timesheets and invoice I mean invoicing is not that difficult is it but you know all the internal processes that people have learned from their previous employer um you clearly had a, a skill to write and to empathize and and and, to, and all that stuff but you didn't have that knowledge of of how to run a PR agency but on the face of it that hasn't really made much difference so which is quite interesting well, I would also say um, my business partners also come from really senior um, in-house roles. So they have a lot of insight from their, um, you know, running departments, um, dealing with agencies. So they could bring a lot of that in as well. Um, and I so, think so. so that's possibly, where the partnership worked, actually. Yeah, that's where it's, it's been really powerful and strong, because I think that, again, and, I, and you could argue that's a, uh, an example of what, what, what we've been talking about, which is bringing the two sides together, because you have that in-house experience and that corporate background partnered with that that background in journalism and I think those are very powerful when they're put together right brilliant um sorry I, anything else on, on on why on those things that journalists then mistake they make because it quite quite often it's one of culture it seems to me because you you go from especially if you're a senior journalist you go from being having a certain swagger uh and maybe a bit too much of an ego and all of a sudden 
um, you're possibly not quite as important as you were because you're not representing a big media brand anymore. Yes, I think there is an element of that. Um, and yeah, journalists do feel quite powerful. But again, I think that's if you're ready to make that change and you want to. And I think that comes back to what you were asking earlier. Who, who does it work for and who, does it do, who doesn't it work for? It works for the people that want it to work and are prepared to make that adaptation and change. And it doesn't. If you're Gonna, if you're going to refuse to let go of your your past and your background then you're probably going to find it quite difficult but it doesn't mean you don't use it I use it to a lot of scenarios and situations where I you know if I'm talking to other journalists I will always mention that I'm my next journalist because I think you get that shorthand conversation going very quickly there's a there's a level of understanding there yeah I mean I still reckon Maybe I'll get shut down for this when this goes out but I, I still reckon the two most important skills in PR are the ability to write and and the need to be able to empathize with people um, yeah. and those are i mean those are these are pr skills right but they are apps also absolutely critical to journalism aren't they um so. yeah absolutely and i think the the third one i would almost say is understanding where people fit into that putting people in the middle of all of this because that's who all of this comes back to and if you uh can't see past that then you you're always going to be looking at the quite sort of close up and you're not looking back at the bigger picture all right, go on, a final question. What do you prefer, PR or journalism? Um, well, I've done, I've now worked in PR almost as long as I did one of my journalism jobs. Um, I remember a friend of mine's dad, who'd, who was the sports editor at the Mail, and then he went into PR, and he always said, I loved journalism, but I had more fun in PR. Oh. Well, there you go. Um, Laura Gould from Goldbug Communications, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you very much, Ben. Thanks for listening to the PR Moment podcast, produced in association with the Marketeers Network. If you'd enjoyed the show, please do review us on iTunes and give us a decent rating.